This is Jamie Court. I'm Consumer Watchdog's president, and you're on the Rage for Justice report with Consumer Watchdog's executive director, Carmen Balber. This week, we're going to talk about the election. Big primary, Super Tuesday, Carmen, in California. But it wasn't super for a lot of people. Uh, some candidates got targeted with a new campaign loophole, and that's what we're going to talk about this week, the $50,000 threshold for a major donor to be listed on an advertisement. So a good example is a friend of ours in Orange County was running uh, for a local supervisor's race, Ashley Aiken, who's a tremendous consumer attorney and a mom, and she was a federal prosecutor who actually prosecuted uh, sexual offenders and sexual predators. And at the last minute, a, a mailing came, and it was from Californians for something like Safe Streets, and it said that she actually wrote a letter to a judge letting, uh, seeking a reduced sentence for, uh, for a rapist uh, and supported the judge who sought a, a reduced sentence for a rapist and that she supported rapists. Totally false, completely false. Last minute mail, didn't say who paid for the ad, ad paid for by development interests seeking to elect her opponent who is now ahead in the polls while those votes are being counted. And we've seen this all across the state and statewide races as well. You know, $50,000 is uh, a lot of money, but the people who gave to this committee gave $49,000 so they didn't have to be listed on this last-minute attack mailer. We'll see if that backfires on the current uh, county supervisor who didn't send the mail, but it was the beneficiary of the attack ad. Right now he's ahead in the polls, but it could change. What's happening with this around the state, Carmen? Why did the disclosure rules change, and what is this loophole exactly? Well, it's, it's a phenomenon that Californians are probably very familiar with. They see a campaign ad, and it's paid for by Californians for apple pie and puppies. Well, lawmakers and especially good government advocates have pushed for greater disclosure uh, of the people behind this advertising, and recently we had a big victory. Legislation was passed that required better disclosure on campaign ads that was supposed to get rid of the obscure Californians for puppies, Californians for better jobs, by requiring the top three donors to any campaign ad be disclosed in uh, be disclosed in the mailer or ad, the advertising. But the special interest pushed through a loophole, which set the dollar limit of that disclosure at fifty thousand dollars. So, so as you said, Jamie. Everybody is giving just under that limit so they don't have to disclose the sponsors of campaign ads. And we saw this to great effect in other uh, statewide races or races across the state in Senate districts as well. We had a coalition of HMOs, malpractice insurance companies, and physicians who have been protecting a 45-year-old law that limits access to justice for patients who have been injured by medical negligence. This is the organization's only reason for existence. It's called Californians Allied for Patient Protection. And we saw two hit, meal, two hit mailers against two different Senate candidates who refused to take that organization's pledge uh, uh, go out in the last few days of the Senate campaigns. Well, those ads did not disclose that one of the state's biggest HMOs medical malpractice insurance companies, and the physician lobby were behind the advertising because they all gave $49,000 right under the disclosure limit. Uh, so basically, we have the legislature to thank for screwing this up, like so many things, is what you're saying. Uh, exactly. I mean, it was, it was a well-intentioned change, but we've got this 50000 limit. And it helped. It happened in a couple other places, too. There, there, the, 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 the interesting thing about the California's Life for Patient Protection is the CAP group is our enemy, 
our opponent on the ballot measure called the Fairness for Injured Patients Act, which is going to lift, if we get it qualified on the ballot in November, the 45-year-old cap in case of severe injury uh, or death. And the fact is, the way CAP has maintained control over the legislature is by flexing their muscle in these legislative races in less than obvious ways about who their members are. Because if that ad was paid for by Kaiser Permanente, it might not hit so well. Or paid for by NorCal uh, Medical Malpractice Insurance Company, might not hit so well. But when you you don't know and you see it last minute, it sways you. Um, the One of the uh, people attacked under that was a woman named Sally Lieber, and she came forward and said, look, they made me, they wanted me to take literally an oath that I would never change this law, and I don't take an oath to do anything. But her opponent in the Democratic side apparently took the oath, according to Lieber. So that is how they've maintained control in the Capitol to limit the rights of medical negligence victims by forcing legislators to either take an oath or to get hit with last-minute mailers and their money. That's kind of like in The Godfather, where you know Luca Barazzi puts a gun to your head and said, uh, either your, your, your name or your blood will be on that contract. Your, your name or your brains will be on that contract. So I, I see this as just thug style, and the legislature should respond in kind. What do you think? Do you think we're going to see a legislative response out of Sacramento? Well, like you said, this is the legislature's fault, sandbagging legislation that a few good intention lawmakers put forward. Um, it was special interests, strong-arming lawmakers into setting this contribution limit, which didn't exist in the original legislation. The original legislation said the top three donors of any amount must be disclosed. So I know that there's a lot of clean money activists out there. They'll be joining the supporters of this legislation, but hard to tell if the special interests will win the day again on the Disclose Act. Well, it sure seems something like a leadership call. This is something that uh, the governor should ask for. This is something that Tony Atkins, the uh, Senator Pro Tem, and, and, and Anthony Rendon, the, the Speaker of the Assembly, should ask for because it because it, it, I don't think anyone foresaw this except the people who wrote that provision at the time. And now the legislature was duped, and they should say, fool me once, okay, that's your your fault. Shame Only, on you. Shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. And this Only time, twice, shame, shame on, me. on me. Shame on and, me. And this is all. This all stems from the fact that we cannot ban corporate control of political races because the cons the uh, Supreme Court of the United States has said money is speech and corporations are people. And a little plug: Citizens United case said that, and the author of the Citizens United case is on our Trump raw deal playing card deck, which you can get for a twenty dollar contribution to our affiliate. Consumer Watchdog Campaign at trumpsrawdeal.com. I'm a card de dealer now. That's what I am. But the, but but the there tentacles is, of Trump's cronies go deep. You get that you get that deck, and you will you will see uh, the the face of um, of, of of the uh, lead plaintiff in that decision who went to work for the Trump administration, uh, Trump campaign, and the administration. And and the end result of that legislation uh, or that decision by the Supreme Court, pushed uh, by the Trump crony, is that. Uh, Californians cannot ban corporate money in politics, but we can at least force them to say who they are and why they care. These advertisements that ran, sponsored by Californians for Patient Protection, 
had no hint that they were about interests that HMOs might care about, that medical malpractice insurance companies might care about. Voters had no idea that these people were being hit because they wanted to protect patient safety. Shouldn't the name actually reflect what the viewpoint of the uh, sponsors of the committee are? So paid for by medical providers who don't want to be sued when they cut off your leg or kill you. I think that should be the real name of the committee. We should have an, you know, we should have someone who determines what the real name of these interests are, because that is the whole existence of this committee. Or the we, oil. Go ahead. we should challenge a lawmaker listening to the podcast now to take up that challenge to introduce that bill that says your real interest has to be in the name of the committee. Yeah, because there's one, for instance, the Hope and Heritage Committee. Sponsored by the Californians for Jobs in a Strong Economy, in support of Susan Sylvia Rubio. There's, there's a Susan Rubio. Her sister is in the legislature. This is for Sylvia Rubio for state assembly. Does that sound like that's paid for by the oil industry? That doesn't sound like it's paid for. Hope and heritage. I mean, if it was for you know paid for by California oil companies who want to drill and frack your backyard. It might sound a whole lot more authentic, at least, but it probably wouldn't do the trick. People wouldn't pay attention to it. By the way, um, not clear that that ad by the oil industry, that advertising, which was, again, not fully disclosed that the donor of, had an effect because Rubio's behind in the polls. And the oil industry played heavily in this uh, election, and it's not clear that they got anything. Uh, there was a headline from Politico uh, Pro the other day that um, the oil industry was learning Bloomberg's lesson, that you can't buy love. I don't know. We'll, well see. Well, I think that the doctor lobby had the same headline in Politico Pro uh, earlier this month when there was a story about the fact that doctors are losing on the fight against allowing nurse practitioners to provide some care to Californians without a doctor hovering over their head all the time. And so there is another move, but you thing happened with the oil industry. They're seeing it hurt in the polls. It's happening with the doctors where they're, the doctors lobby not your average physician, but the doctor's lobby, who's not just a guaranteed vote uh, for the public, and why do we think that they're hiding their name? Again, the interest of that committee would be doctors who don't want to be replaced by really well-skilled nurses. I mean, so I think that we were on to something. We're going to bring that idea to the legislature. A quick last-minute uh, count. We are now over 700,000 signatures for the Fairness for Injured Patients Act. So uh, we keep rolling along. The power of the people, again, in the hands of voters in November, the idea that the legislature can't forever be under lock and key by big interest groups that have the money to play hard and dirty. And uh, the people will make a decision on that ballot measure should it qualify. We only need about uh, 260,000 more signatures. So if you're gathering in. signatures out there, turn them in soon. Turn them in soon. Thanks for joining us again. This is uh, Jamie Court. I'm the president of Consumer Watchdog. And with me is Carmen Balbert. Thanks for listening. Executive director of Consumer Watchdog. Join us next week on the Rage for Justice podcast. Or subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And I appreciate you uh, exposing, confronting, and changing with us. 